This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Does Twitter believe in free speech? No, they do not. Uh, The social media giant uh, has taken it upon themselves now to ban anyone who either takes part in misgendering or dead naming. Yeah, what's that, you ask? I had no idea. Misgendering is when you use the wrong pronouns to identify someone. So if you don't know the 63 pronouns and you happen to call someone the wrong one, you could be banned. Or if you dead name someone, that's when, you know, if you were to call Caitlyn Jenner Bruce, even by accident, that too can get you banned. If you suggest that, Boys are born with a penis, girls with a vagina. That, too, a silencing offense. This is all, of course, in uh, in an attempt for the company to stamp out fake news and hate, which is odd because they certainly don't do anything about all the anti-Semitism spewed. That, that kind of hate's okay. But they have quietly changed the rules so that if, if, in fact, you disagree with trans ideology, even if it's backed by informed opinion, then you can be suspended. So ideology, yes. Facts, banned. Debate, not allowed. Megan Murphy is a well-known Canadian feminist who's been banned from Twitter. Here are some of her offenses. She, she tweeted, women aren't men. How are trans women not men? What is the difference between a man and a trans woman? And she was told if she wanted to come back, she'd have to delete the tweets in question. And, well... Doesn't matter what she says. They have just silenced her. Megan Murphy joins me now. Why do you think, Megan, that Twitter silenced you? Uh, Well, I believe I'm the most uh, prominent voice in Canada who is speaking critically about the issues uh, around transgender ideology and gender identity legislation. Um, I'm the most prominent feminist and leftist in Canada, for sure, speaking out about these issues. And, you know, I think most people are scared to talk about this and for good reason, but I haven't been bullied in silence. Um, I've received, you know, countless violent threats online. Um, people have tried to defund my website. You know, people have tried very hard to silence me and it's not working. Um, so I think this was the next step in their attempts to silence my voice and to stop people from engaging with these kinds of critiques because obviously you know people were following what I was saying and they were engaging and they were interested and I was really just trying to open up this conversation and have this debate and there are some people who really don't want this conversation and debate to happen. Because when you um, tweeted some of the tweets are you know women aren't men quote how are trans women not men? What is the difference between a man and a trans woman? None of those statements are hateful, and none of them, you know, to my to my view, are offensive. And so what is it about those particular phrases did Twitter say crossed a line? Yeah, I mean, so Twitter locked down my account a number of times in the past week and a half. I really hadn't had any issues with Twitter and my account over these many years that I've been on Twitter. I hadn't, I've been suspended once 
uh, well, actually twice consecutively for 12 hours back in August over some tweets that I had posted about a a local activist named Lisa Crutt who's gone after um, Vancouver Rape Relief Funding, which is a local transition house here in Vancouver, and he had also gone after uh, my site's funding. I used to have ads on the site, and he contacted the ad company that was in charge of putting ads on my site and got them to pull their ads. Um, he had started a smear campaign against a local anti-poverty activist named Yuli Chan here in Vancouver. And I had just posted this information. I hadn't said anything malicious about him. Um, and I had questioned why the Vancouver Women's March was having him speak at their event. In any case, Twitter suspended an account for that and asked me to take the tweets down, and I did take the tweets down. Um, but in the past week and a half, they had been locking me out of my account almost every day. I would wake up, my account would be locked, and they'd ask, me to delete specific tweets, and I did delete the tweets that they asked me to, but none of them um, were hateful in any way, yet they did cite this hateful conduct rule claiming that I'd broken it. Right, um, and so, and, but, but when you're talking about Twitter, this is a massive social media giant, and they have taken an, a, a very proactive stance here, not on the side of free speech, but very much uh, siding with ideology. How is it that the trans activist uh, movement has become so powerful that it can literally start silencing uh, anybody who asks questions or makes comments? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible how much the trans movement has been able to control conversation and public debate and discussion and, you know, has really gone after anybody who's spoken out and now they've silenced speech on this issue on Twitter, essentially. Um I don't know how because it's really a small minority of people. I think most of the people in the world believe that there is a difference between males and females. You know, <laughs> people believe that biology exists. exists. Um, I think most people believe we should be allowed to talk about these things. I have an incredible amount of support and even more support since this has happened. You know, people are really, really angry about this. And these are people from all sides of the political spectrum, the right, you know, feminists, um, all sorts of people, and uh, I think that there are a few trans activists who are connected to some powerful people at Twitter Safety, and they didn't like me, and they didn't like the kinds of questions I was asking, and so they had their people take me down. You know, it became that somebody was combing through my old tweets and looking up old tweets that they could get me suspended for and shut down because, um, yeah, these all the tweets that I was asked to delete were older, um, and then... There was that one comment saying men aren't women, which I was, it was, that was part of a conversation that I was having with someone on Twitter, and they had misrepresented my argument, so I clarified and said, no, what I'm saying is men are women. And then I asked, what's the difference between a trans woman and a man? And these are kinds of questions I ask constantly, over and over and over. You know, what is transgender? What does that mean? What is a trans woman? How does a man literally become a woman? Because I feel like these are questions that the transgender movement isn't asking, and I find the whole ideology behind this really incoherent, which is part of the reason why I keep pushing this conversation. But yeah, it's it's incredible. You can't you can't even ask questions. Mm-hmm. You can't even have a conversation. Yeah, and that scares me. We're talking to Megan Murphy, and we're having a bit of a digitization, but it's the best we can do, and we're not going to let her go uh, because her voice has been silenced on Twitter. But um, Megan, I mean, to your point, because there is no data on transgender, gender fluidity, and all these, we still haven't got the data. So there very much are debatables within this area 
Um, but to not be able to have that debate or conversations, to me, is far more dangerous, um, you know, than having them. Right. I mean, that's the thing is that these these new laws that are coming into effect in Canada and in the UK and in many other places around the world with regard to gender identification and this idea that a person can simply, you know, flood a form online and legally change their sex. Um, these, these, these kinds of laws have implications in all sorts of ways, but particularly with regard to the rights of women and girls. And, you know, because it means that a man can, you know, very quickly and easily become a so-called woman and then have the right to enter into women and girls' change rooms and women's transition houses and be moved to female prisons and, um, you know, participate in women's sports and compete against other women. And it's not only unfair, but it's dangerous. And, you know, I feel like people, I, I, I do believe in free speech, and I feel like people should be able to say what they want and talk about whatever they like. I mean, if we're talking about incitement to violence or genocide, that's different. That is hate speech. But anything else, you know, go for it. Like, you can't control what other people say and think. And and because this is, we're talking about public policy and legislation, there has to be a public debate. It's not even just about ideas, even though I think these ideas are, you know, ridiculous mm-hmm. and incoherent and nonsensical and that forcing people to alter their language in nonsensical ways just to placate a few people is crazy. But, you know, if you're going to start implementing legislation, yes, we need to have a public conversation and a public debate. Yeah, because it seems Twitter's very um, selective in its outrage because, you know, if you're a Jew, the Jew hate is very prevalent. I mean, Louis Farrakhan mm-hmm. is able to talk about his hate for Jews every day and nothing happens. You know, there's lots of people with extreme views on Twitter that don't get silenced. And yet there seems to be this movement uh, between feminists and, and this trans activism um, community. Uh, and it seems to be that there's this fight brewing and feminists are finding themselves having, having to say, well, hold on a second. You're starting to take away the rights of women. And you, you referred to some of them in the sports world. Um, we just had a case here in Toronto where a women's shelter, you know, had someone who was, I guess, going through transition, but was still very much a man. And he stayed. They all had to leave. So, you know, there is a there is a line being crossed, but only one side now seems to have a voice. Right. And and exactly. I mean, Twitter lets, I mean, Twitter allows graphic pornography on the platform. <laughs> Twitter allows all sorts of horrific opinion and uh, imagery. And as I said, I think, you know, that I've been subject to countless violent threats, really explicit violent threats on Twitter over and over and over again. And to be honest, I'm not personally bothered by it. I don't think it's good. It's just something I'm used to. I'm a public person on the internet. That's how things go. How things go. But the fact that they're specifically targeting and silencing me and ignoring all of this other stuff, you know, that's really significant. This is about politics and this is about silencing a feminist voice and a feminist critique of of something, you know, something that I think is really important and really destructive. Like you said, I mean, we're talking about the loss of women's rights, and I'm trying to talk about that. And the fact that Twitter won't let that happen, I mean, people should be really concerned about this. It's just that, you know, they have no, they have no reason to have banned me. 
No. There's no rule that I broke. But in, in, essentially, know? though, they're they're creating a very big echo chamber for the kind of messaging that they want, which does no one any favors because there very much is an unsettled area of this. And you're right. If it's going to become policy and it's becoming part of the curriculum, I think we have to have very clear messaging on this that does have to be backed by science. My concern is ideology is seeping in and the mainstream doesn't see it and therefore it does not pose a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's no, it's not possible for a male to become a female, literally. You know, I'm happy for people to live how they like. It, and the feminist movement fights for that. The feminist movement fights for people to be able to get out of gender roles, to escape gender stereotypes. You know, if a man wants to dress like a woman, in quotation, whatever that means, you know, wear a dress, wear makeup, have long hair, you know, behave in stereotypical feminine ways, that's fine. Of course, he should be able to do that. He should not be discriminated against, and he should not be harassed. But why we need to pretend that he is literally changing sex and doing that is beyond me. It's that is Megan Murphy joining us. We'll have her on again because this is a big issue, and it's just starting to kind of gain traction where people are saying, wait a second, hold on. What? I can't debate, you know, talk, have a conversation? Here on Point on Global News Radio.